Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is drive time. Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian Tian. Time now for Market View. As always, Tian Tian, set mm. the context up for us. Yep. So here's a quick recap of how we started the day. Singapore shares rose today following gains in the US. So if you look at the Straits Times Index, that was up 0.2% to 3,236 points in early trade. 102.5 million securities worth some 29 million Sing dollars changed hands. Now off to the closing numbers. The benchmark STI closed up 0.23%. We're looking at 3,239 points. In terms of value Turnover that's 1.04 billion Sing dollars. Gainers outnumbered losers 256 versus 252. Top advances for today New Incorporation USD, DBS, and Venture Corp. And top decliners Jardin Psycho and Carriage, Shangri La Hong Kong Dollars, and DJ Life Tech. Now, in terms of companies seeing new developments, mm. they include Capital Core because uh, its property arm, Capital Land, is yeah. divesting its full 100% interest in a company that owns the right to build and operate a hotel in Myanmar. Now, another company to watch today would be Thomson Medical Group. Shares hitting a two-week high today. So, quite a number of things to watch. And joining us, we have David Kuo, co-founder of The Smart Investor. Well, Mr. Kuo, how are you? I'm very good, Tian Tian. How are you? <laughs> are you going to ask where's Elliot Danker? Uh, well, yeah, you know, I did hear Elliot sort of uh, give me a plug uh, before your slot. Uh, <laughs> and I just, just would like to point out, next time, apart from sort of market analysts, mm. uh, you can actually sort of say Arden Chelsea fan as well, Elliot. Yeah, is that okay? I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Mr. Ko, let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual. Do we have to? Do we have to? Can we not talk about Chelsea's win <laughs> against Leeds United first? I'm okay if you want to talk about that. Just don't talk about the Liverpool win, okay? Well, okay. My my commiserations to all Manchester United fans. I mean, my goodness. You know, when Chelsea lose, we lose by one goal. When Man United lose, they lose by seven goals. I've never seen anything so embarrassing in my life. David, I wasn't serious about letting you talk about this, you know. (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay, let's okay, get back okay, to business. Okay. Come on. Okay, Mr. Gold, let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual. Okay. Good thing we don't have to deal with any losses for today, but how did the SDI fare? Well, you know, I would say that the SDI was kind of treading water at the moment, yeah. simply because there's a lot of uh, big news at the moment. Uh, not just the big news that came out over the weekend uh, with the China Chinese parliament uh, mm-hmm. issuing their growth forecast, but also I think a lot of people will be looking for the non-farm payrolls later on this week. <sighs> And then they'll also be looking at uh, Jerome Powell's testimony and, of course, you know, the big interest rate decision. So it's not surprising that uh, investors are sitting on the hands of the moment, trying, trying their best not to leave the market in case, you know, there is some good news out there. But at the same time, they are very tentative about whether or not there are going to be some pretty bad numbers from America, which could suggest that interest rates may have to rise mm-hmm. again. That'll be interesting. Uh, David, looking at uh, some of the biggest movers for today, any caught your attention? Any surprises? Well, you know, some of the ones that lost ground last week, like uh, Dairy Farms, uh, SGX, uh, they, they made up ground uh, this week. Uh, last, mm. last week, we had some results from the Jardine Group of Companies. So, uh, companies like Hong Kong Land, Mandarin Oriental, Charlie Matheson itself, and Dairy yeah. Farm. And uh, Dairy Farm didn't do very well last week. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, I think people are a little bit more uh, accepting that uh, it will take time for companies like Dairy Farm, which owns Cold Storage and Giant and Guardian over here in Singapore, uh, that they will probably uh, take some time to recover, particularly in Hong Kong, now that 
Hong Kong has dropped its mask mandate and uh, increasingly more people are going to be going to Hong Kong. Not me, unfortunately. I did try for one of those 12,500 uh, tickets. <laughs> oh, I know, but by the time I got on, I was told that I was number 64,000 in the queue. Wow. So, I know. Did, did you try, Elliot? I, no, I, did you try? I no. knew how it would turn out, so I didn't. Yeah. No, you didn't. Neither of you did. Why? Are you paid so much that you don't even have to sort of go and sort of bid for one of those uh, free airline tickets from no, Hong Kong? No, we have to be here hosting the show, David. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, you know, I mean, there are such things as nature breaks that you can go for, you know, and then just sort of try your hand at whether or not you can get off. But anyway, I didn't get the free airline ticket. But mm. I think Hong Kong is trying to do its best. And I think, you know, companies like Dairy Farm, in time, will mm. probably recover. Yes. Right. And Mr. Ko, I do want to zoom in on some of the other companies to watch. Capital Core, its property arm Capital Land divesting its full 100% interest in a company that owns the right to build and operate a hotel in Myanmar. But to what extent do you think this is significant? I understand it's not going to make that much of a difference. Well, the thing is, I mean, people need to accept that companies like Capital Core uh, and also another company uh, that is also changing its the way that it operates, mm. uh, which of course is capital land investments. What these companies are trying to do is to recycle the investments that they have and also at the same time try and generate recurring revenue, something that I really love, recurring <laughs> revenue. Yeah, so uh, essentially, I mean, that's, that's what's going on at Keppel Corp. Uh, they're saying that uh, their investment in this Myanmar uh, developer uh, has probably run its course and it's time to... Uh, cash out and use that money and go and invest it somewhere else. So uh, rather than uh, their old style of investing, uh, which was to build a shipbuilding plant and hang on to it for 30, 40 years, uh, this is a new style of investing. And it's, uh, it should be encouraged. And I think uh, people can probably, investors that is, can probably sort of take a leaf from Keppel Core's books and uh, try and look at recurring revenue a little bit more uh, closely. We're on the line this evening with David Kuo, co-founder of The Smart Investor. He's also an ardent Chelsea fan. We're happy he's not a Liverpool fan. Uh, David, I want to talk about Thomson Medical Group, not because a lot of menu fans probably took MC today, uh, but the shares were up some 12.7% mid-morning. So this on the back of uh, the company evaluating and pursuing proposals which may involve acquisitions or even collaborations for healthcare-related business in Southeast Asia. What are investors expecting here? Well, I think uh, this really sort of goes back to last year when uh, Thompson Medical uh, replaced its uh, chief executive with Melvin Hain, who was formerly the chief executive of Glen Eagles. Mm. And if you, if you have a look at the history of uh, Glen Eagles, they were always sort of quite aggressive in terms of expanding that particular brand. So it's not really a huge surprise when, when Melvin uh, Heng joined uh, Thompson Medical. And I suspect what they will be doing is to take this Thompson Medical brand, which is a very strong brand here in Singapore, mm-hmm. and try and sort of replicate it uh, in a kind of cookie-cutter uh, cookie style across the rest of the region. So mm-hmm. as far as investors are concerned, they are probably sort of looking for a period in which the company can grow and uh, not just in Singapore, but probably around this region, which is quite encouraging, not only for investors, which is why the share price shot up as much as it has, but also, you know, for Thompson Medical itself. Hmm. And Mr. Cole, um, 
let's move away from Thomson Medical to look at what's happening in the region as well. Outgoing Chinese Premier Li Keqiang, he announced an around 5% growth figure for 2023 for China. Now, the country just posted uh, 3% growth last year as well. So to what extent were the figures in line with market expectations, judging by movements in Hong Kong and mainland China today? Okay, I tell you what, Tian I don't think the market was expecting it at all. I Mm. mean, uh, a 5% target growth rate for 2023 is probably the lowest target ever set by China in about 20, 30 years. Mm. So... uh, I, I think it shocked the market slightly because it, it raises more questions than answers. I mean, people were looking for answers from China uh, in terms of how it is going to be able to grow in the future. But the mere fact that uh, it thinks it's only going to be growing at 5%, people are saying, what is wrong? I mean, is there something wrong with the economy? Is there something wrong with China's finances? And if you have a look at China... Uh, today compared to China, say, just a few years ago, back in 2008, when we had this great financial crisis, everybody was looking to China to lead the world out. And sure enough, China did. I mean, China dug into its coffers and it started infrastructure uh, building. They were building airports and ports and roads and all sorts of things. And then this time around, uh, I don't think we can look to China to try and sort of save the world and to sort of try and drive economic growth. But it is almost an admission by China that it is a maturing economy. Mm-hmm. It is no longer a developing economy a- anymore because it's already developed. And so, therefore, they are looking to consumers now mm-hmm. rather than building just roads and stuff uh, for, for, for the sake of building it. And they're looking at consumers to try and drive economic growth. So, really, it, it's going to be a, a mindset change for a lot of investors. They're not going to be mm-hmm. looking at... Uh, mining companies in Australia in order to try and drive um, economic growth in China. But instead, they'll be looking for things that are more boring, things that I like. Mm, I see, I see. Um, Away from China, Mr. Ko, we have to look at the U.S. because Fed Chair Jerome Powell is set to testify before the Senate Banking Committee on, uh, of course, the Fed's semi-annual monetary policy report. What are we expecting here, given that uh, we are also expecting uh, another jobs report this week? Well, I, I tell you what, Tian he is going to have to tread very carefully at the moment. Because yeah. uh, right now, I mean, uh, the Fed is on, on, uh, on a kind of tipping point. It can tip the market either way. So I think Fed, uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell is going to choose his words very carefully and not try and upset people on either side. We already had uh, two Federal Reserve officials come out last week. We had uh, Mary Daly and also Bostic. One of them was saying that, hey, you know, maybe interest rates don't need to go up much further. And then Mary Daly came out and said, (laughs) hey, guess what? Interest rates are going to have to rise a lot faster. So everybody will be hanging on Jerome Powell's every word. And they're going to be passing it. They're going to be analyzing it. And they're going to be saying, where are interest rates going to go? So uh, quite frankly, I think Jerome Powell will probably say a lot about nothing, right? And uh, <laughs> after, after you mm. listen to what he says, yeah. you'll, just, you'll just be doing exactly what you just did. You'll be going, hmm, what exactly did he say? And that is the kind of response he wants, where people are uh, not going to uh, go on one side or the other because mm. it can have a huge impact on uh, the bond market, the currency market, and, of course, the stock market. Tell me about it, Mr. Kuo. Thanks very <laughs> much. That was David Kuo, co-founder of The Smart Investor. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Thank you.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.